0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Laughing Out of Depression. I just want to start by saying thank you so much for your support. I heavy appreciate y'all. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and share it with at least three friends. Literally just text it. But before I start each episode, I want to warn you that some of these topics may be triggering to some of you. So if that is the case, please turn this off, reach out to someone you trust, or contact the Suicide Hotline. Speaking up is always a step forward to healing and recovery. Head to the link in my bio for some resources. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Laughing Out of Depression. Man, let me tell y'all, I was really debating on whether or not I was even going to be posting an episode today Um, just because this entire month has been a complete shit show for me to say the least, as always, but I'm working through it and I wanted to... You know, I, I feel like I had this, like, breakthrough, um, which has been really tough, but also very nice, and uh, I just, I want to be able to share my experience with you. I feel like on the podcast, I I tend to ask so many guests, you know, um, how, how do you heal from, from, like, what you've gone through, and healing is something that I've talked about a lot with you know, my therapist and my friends, um, and just trying to understand what healing actually is and, you know, what the process is to healing. And I've realized that healing is probably one of, it's gonna, it's something that so many of us, um, are probably never going to do in our lifetime is heal. Um, because I'm learning that healing takes so much strength and more than anything, it takes courage to allow yourself to heal. Um, you know, for, for me, I think this pandemic has been, um, insane. I think is, it has been for so many others. Um, but I really, I'm so thankful for it because I think that if it weren't for this pandemic and everything that my life has been in the past year, really, um, man, it's crazy. It's been a year. My life would be so much different, and I don't know if I would have ever gotten the chance to begin the process of healing if it weren't for this pandemic and just all of the events and experiences that I lived, um, through it all. And, you know, one thing that I, I haven't really shared, um, on here is that I recently, I had a very bad, stressful experience, um, And my body tends to give up on me. Um, And I had to go to the... I had to go see a doctor because, like, literally half of my face was, like... I basically was experiencing, like, minor face paralysis um, due to the amount of stress that I was, you know, kind of going through. Um, And it was just really scary because... One, I didn't really understand why I was experiencing it because I literally don't do anything other than be depressed all day. Um, and my doctor suggested that I get on an antidepressant and a mood stabilizer. And he was actually going to put me on two different mood stabilizers and then an antidepressant, but... um you know, if you've heard any previous episodes, y'all know I'm not the biggest fan of, um, you know, of medication and just antidepressants. When I was 21, I had a really bad experience with it and it made me extremely suicidal and it was very scary. Um, And it was just something that I never wanted to experience again. And I was like, fuck this shit. I will literally crawl out of bed whatever it is but I'm not going to take that fucking pill um and this time around um you know when when the doctor suggested that I get on it I felt extremely defeated um because I felt like I was taking so many steps back and I knew that I was at a point where I could no longer do it on my own and I needed like I I needed something else like I was at a point where You know, as much as I love my therapist and we work on so many things, like I needed something more than my therapist and my family and friends. Um, And it was something that I just didn't even have within me to do anymore. And I kind of surrendered to, you know, medication, antidepressants and mood stabilizers. And um, I allowed myself to be sad (laughs) that whole day. Um, and cry it all out because it was definitely, you know, it, it it was scary for me, um, to just even think about and be like, man, am I going to be even more suicidal and like more depressed now that I'm on it? Um, but the next day I started it, thankfully the face paralysis went away. Um, so I was good, um, after about like maybe two days, And then the antidepressant has honestly been such a blessing in my life, I feel. Um, I've been on it for about a week and a half now. Uh, Usually, you know, they say kind of like uh, you should really be feeling the antidepressant. Like you'll start to see more so results um, two weeks after you start it. And then the mood stabilizer is fairly quickly you'll start to see um a change within like minutes to an hour of taking it um and at first the mood stabilizer was absolutely amazing um it relieved me of so much anxiety that i had and um each day I feel like has gotten easier because I'm not struggling with my anxiety so much and it allows me to be productive and my antidepressant, um, it gives me the best sleep of my fucking life and it knocks me out maybe like 30 minutes after I take it. So, um, usually with the antidepressant, I do it right before bed. So I take that and it gives me such a great sleep, but more than anything, it doesn't allow me to sleep more than eight hours. Um, so I'm getting my full night's rest and I'm usually up by like 6am now, um, which has been a little bit, uh, Weird because no one in my house is up at 6 a.m., but I am literally wide awake, like I cannot go back to bed. Um, so now I'm just trying to figure out a schedule that works for me so that I could be as productive as possible. I usually just kind of like wake up and I'll lay in bed for like an hour and a half watching The Simpsons, um, until I let my family members kind of wake up and then I'm like, all right, I can go about my day now. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I guess as far as, you know, that experience has gone for me, I think it's been, you know, it's been the best thing that has happened to me in the past year probably is getting back on antidepressants um, or on my, you know, on my antidepressant. uh, The one I'm specifically uh, prescribed is... um, I have the medical name, but the brand name is technically Zoloft, uh, which is pretty common. And then, and I, thankfully, I have not had any experiences with like suicidal thoughts. If anything, it has really just made my mind clear and I just, I feel more awake and I feel more present. Um, and definitely not as sad I think at first I was kind of confused because I was like I don't feel anything but I'm kind of learning that I would rather just I kind of would just rather be lost a little bit in my thoughts and in my random thoughts than to be in my sad thoughts so I'm learning to once again embrace Hannah's random thoughts because my mind is constantly thinking about just like weird shit all the time so I'm really happy that it is back in its weirdness and not as much in its sadness um so I am so happy for getting on the antidepressant and I guess we'll we'll see how long I stay on it I will definitely keep y'all up to date um but the mood stabilizer is has also been a miracle worker for me um but I'm learning to um only take it when I really need it and not do it every single day because I think it's actually addictive the one that I'm taking so um I definitely am I'm what is it called man, what's the word? I forgot. Basically, I'm not allowing myself to take more than one a day. Um, And if I don't need it, like today, I haven't taken it. Yesterday, I didn't take it because I've been feeling pretty productive for the most part. Um, So I just didn't feel like there was a need for me to take it. And it's also was prescribed to me to take it as needed. So it's not like a daily thing that I actually have to take. Um, But yeah, I think that being back on the medication has allowed me to fully begin the process of healing and it's helped me manage my thoughts and my emotions so much better. Um, because, you know, really what I've been kind of experiencing, um, the past month and a half is like this process of healing, which is, the hardest thing I think I've ever done in my entire life is allow myself to heal and recognize all of my traumas and um, the things that I do, the things that I say, the way that I say it, um, just every little thing about myself and the way that I react to certain things, I analyze them And I'm able to work through them. And, you know, most of the things that um, I react to uh, emotionally stem from, you know, stem from traumas that I have kind of suppressed my entire life. Um, I've never been one to really work through my shit just because... I try to forget about it. I think it's easier to forget about it and to just keep on going. But then they always come up for me every, you know, every few years um, or every few months, certain things will pop up and I'll feel really sad about it. And then I just kind of try to suppress it again. But I've kind of I've gotten to the point where I am really tired of just suppressing all of it because, um, you know, with my, um, you know, with the things that I've experienced the past year, um, so many of my traumas were triggered and I knew that I was at a place where I needed to work on myself and I couldn't put others, I, I couldn't put people into my life knowing what my circumstances were, um, And knowing what I could give to others because, you know, I've always been one, um, I've always been one that's always wanted to help everyone, you know, everyone and anyone that I could, I, I want to help and, um, I always put others and their needs before mine and as great as it may sound, it's definitely not something that's healthy, um, Especially when I kind of correlate that to love, um, love is something that I am learning. I am learning what love is, what love looks like, because I, I don't know what love is. I don't know what a healthy love looks like. Um, I've realized that I've never actually loved myself, um, so I am learning to I am learning to accept me um, and to love myself and put myself in my own needs before being able to give to others because if I don't love myself then how can I fully give to someone else um and allow them to love me if I don't even know what they're loving because I don't love me you know It's such a mind fuckery, but like, yeah. So, you know, love is something that I've struggled with, um, my entire life and it is, uh, it definitely hurts. Um, but it's kind of like one of the, you know, it's only one thing of my many, um, you know, traumas and just hardships that I've experienced, I have trouble with um, abandonment. And, you know, I think that really, you know, that stems from uh, my dad passing um, so suddenly and then, you know, just uh, people that I really cared about coming into my life and uh, leaving and also emotional abandonment. And um, yeah, those are all things that I've really just uh, I've struggled with the past 10 years of my life. Um, yeah, I struggle with codependency. Um, growing up, I, I was extremely micromanaged my entire life. So I've never learned to be codependent or I've never learned to be independent because I've always um, I've only ever known codependency. So I always, in a way, expect, um, I don't know, I expect to be dependent on others. Um, specifically, I guess, like my family and then, um, also my friends. I've learned that I'm very codependent on, um, my closest friends. Um, yeah. So those are all things that I, I'm working on and, you know, at first it was super hard to even be able to say, like, I am codependent because I've always been someone that's been like, fuck that, I don't need anyone. Um, But truth is, like, I'm very, I'm extremely codependent on my family. Um, And as far as abandonment, it's why I felt my, you know, my breakup so hard is because I struggled a lot with abandonment. And I felt like I had been abandoned So that was definitely an emotion that was extremely triggered. Um, But it's something that I'm now, I accept and I forgive, Um, you know, I I forgive everyone in my life that has um, ever left it, I guess. Um, And I'm learning to just be okay with it. Um, And that's also hard is to be just okay with it but you know it is what it is um and then I wanted to talk about it just because I know it's something that I think so many people experience especially um now with social media and just um what I guess like body image and this culture that we've created on what a woman is supposed to look like you know I've I've struggled a lot with my own body image and you know growing up I was always you know I I was always told I was like super ugly that I was you know like too fat or too manly or too muscular um so I was always made to feel ugly and I always I've always I guess believe that I am So I just carry myself like, I don't give a fuck because at the end of the day, I know that like no one (laughs) likes the way I look, I guess. In my head, I always, in my head, I'm always unattractive. So I just kind of like don't care. I never actually think that anyone is even looking at me or anything because, yeah, I just, I guess I've always felt invisible almost. Um but I'm learning to, you know, like love myself and, um, accept my body in every part of it. And, you know, throughout the, throughout this past like month and a half, I've, I've been going to the gym and I started going to the gym because, you know, I, my anxiety was so bad that I, I felt like I needed to breathe and, the only place that I've ever known to be somewhere where I can go and just forget about every single thought in my head and just allow for the pain that I feel in my mind to be converted to the pain in my body and my muscles is the gym. Um, you know, the, when I was younger and my dad passed away, um, I got into fitness and I got into a gym and I met so many people that, were struggling the same ways that I was and everyone kind of went to the gym and we just wanted to get away from our house and um every bullshit little thing in the world and we just wanted to feel some type of peace and happiness in in our mind and in our body um and I found this like community of kids who were just like me um and I knew that I needed to go back to that whatever it was um I knew that I knew that I, I needed to feel I needed to like heal you know that that 14 year old girl um so I went back to the gym and I really did it with no intention of other than being able to control my anxiety Um, and I've slowly learned to just appreciate my body, um, and the things that it it can do. Um, you know, now I, I would still say that I, I think that no one notices me, but, um, I guess I don't really care. I don't really, you know, at this point, I don't really seek for, anyone's validation other than other than my own um and if i'm happy with my body then that's the only thing that really matters to me and along with you know um with that i've struggled a lot with eating food has always been i thought i had a relationship with food or like a healthy one But I've also come to realize that I don't because I don't see food as a source of nutrition. I really see it as um, an experience and I associate food with people and experiences. So, you know, if I've struggled, I guess, with food um, or eating certain things, it's because food ultimately makes me, it makes me really sad, like That one episode that I did, um, I think it was probably the second episode where I was like, I couldn't eat my tacos, like, I genuinely could not, like, I, it's been, like, six months and I still struggle with eating tacos, like, don't put Atotonilco tacos in front of me because I will still, like, there will be a knot in my fucking throat, um, and I will be holding back tears, and I think that it'll be like that for the rest of my life, honestly, um, I hope not because I really enjoy them. I used to enjoy them. But yeah, um, that's definitely, these are all things that, you know, I've I've dealt with my entire life and not just recently, but I've suppressed them for so long. And I kind of got to the point where I was like, I want to be the best Hannah that I could possibly be, not only for myself, but for the people around me and for the people that I love. Because at the end of the day, I want to live. I want to be someone that makes an impact in people's lives. And if I'm not taking care of myself, then I can't be the best version of myself. And I can't give, you know, my all to the things that I'm passionate about. Um, You know, so the past few months have definitely been tough for me, but I think that it is the most um they've been the most fulfilling and hardest uh truly the hardest um months of my entire life because you know I'm learning that healing doesn't just take strength it takes so much courage to allow yourself to heal and for anyone that wants to go on this journey of healing I'm not going to tell you that it's easy because believe me, there have been days where I'm on my knees asking God if I'm even going to make it through the night because there's some nights where I don't want to. I'm just, I'm done, you know, but then I, I think about it and I'm like, I can let the pain pass and I know that it'll get better. And, you know, I've, I'm allowed myself to surrender to the process of healing and just trusting in God and in the universe that they will, they will give me what is meant for me. And, um, you know, that's really all that I can do is trust and work hard. And right now, I'm working for my peace. I'm working to accept myself and forgive myself. Um, You know, I'm learning to forgive um, the people that have wronged me in my life. Um, And, yeah, it's felt liberating, to say the least. Um, It's definitely been hard, so for anyone um you know wanting to go on this journey of really healing from all of your traumas um and you know triggering those suppressed emotions um it's hard but it's not impossible and it's probably the best thing that in the bravest thing that in the most, but it's literally the bravest, the most fulfilling and liberating thing that you can do. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to just see what life has in store for me, even in the next two, three months, um, because I'm feeling so much better and, you know, this entire process has been really difficult, but I know that I'll be okay. Um, Because at the end of the day, I'm only getting stronger. You know, um, if I thought I was stronger before, I'm even more stronger now. So, yeah. And if anyone wants to share their story with me, has questions, whatever it may be, slide into my DMs. They're always open. Um, You can message me at my personable at my personal instagram at the hannah molina um or to the laughing out of depression instagram but slide in there and hit me up um this entire journey has honestly been super crazy for me but the podcast is really something that has kept me alive i think through the toughest of times because um I realize that recording just makes me so happy it genuinely brings so much happiness into my week so I could not be more thankful for everyone that tunes in Um, each week y'all have literally saved my life and kept me as sane as possible or yeah pretty much but I love y'all sending you all so much peace love and positive energies i just want to say thank you so much for listening please go follow the podcast on instagram laughing out of depression if you like this episode don't forget to subscribe so you can get updates whenever a new episode drops also support la raza and go share it with your friends And that is a wrap on another episode. Thank you all so much for making me a part of your day. Just a reminder, I am not a licensed therapist, nor do I intend to be one. I speak solely out of my own experiences. I am literally just a 24-year-old unemployed Chicagoan living in my parents' house with a marketing degree. So if you or anyone you know needs help, please go to the link in my bio for some resources. Sending you all so much peace and positive energies.